Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Before we get into this episode of Small Doses, I want to remind y'all that if you are feeling festive this holiday season, show your love to the people that you love by getting them some gifts that they can represent with, be fly with, and, you know, have a message with. We got the Small Doses Holiday Drop. Yes, I got you all your Small Doses goods. You got t-shirts, we got book notebooks, we got pouches, etc., etc. And we did the same for Smart, Funny, and Black. So you want to get you some new wares in 2020 so you can let people know, oh, I got a vision for myself. Make sure you go to sfbbookstore.com. That's SFB as in Smart, Funny, and Black. sfbbookstore.com and get you some goods. Also, of course, there's nothing like giving the gift of reading, of words, of literature. And remember, my book, Small Doses, is available in stores right now. And I think, me personally, I think it'd be a great Christmas gift for anybody who is really looking to take the world and their life by the horns in 2020. Last but not least, we have just announced the first Smart, Funny, and Black show of 2020, February 22nd in Oakland. Tickets are on sale at smartfunnyandblack.com. We are coming through swerving. Somebody better tell them. So don't get it twisted. 2020 may not be here yet, but we are getting ready and revved up to bring y'all more heat, more dopeness, and of course, more Smart, Funny, Black community in the new year. So I'll see you there. Let's get into this episode. It's so funky. <laughs> this episode is special because I basically did a small doses live in Los Angeles, and it was a very unique experience because I wasn't sure how things were gonna go. We were trying some new things, we were definitely like just throwing it out there. And in the middle of doing it, I lost my voice. I couldn't believe it. But what was so dope was how down the audience was. And if I learned anything from this experience, it's that my Small Doses fans, you guys are really riding with me. And it wasn't just about people being responsive, about me being there and doing the show. It was their input. It was your insight. It was your compassion. I could just feel that it was a really supportive, loving, and enthusiastically filled room about growth and and being intellectually lit. So I can't wait to do more of these. Thank you to everybody who came out. I hope you enjoy this recording from our Small Doses live show right here in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, keep an eye out for when we do another one in your town. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the one, the only, Amanda Seal! Right? So, okay. 
You should know that this is our first small... First of all, I have a sneaker up on a seat. Ugh. My West Indian mother is somewhere dying. Um, so this is the first time we've ever done Small Doses live. So, you know, we're going to go with it, you know? We're going to try some things. Um, so, you know, consider yourselves like the inaugural audience. Now, one of my goals for doing Small Doses Live is I really want to have like a forum element, okay? Like I want it to feel like I don't want to just be up here just talking out my ass, just talking, talking, talking. So when we get to DMTs, I really want y'all to be like willing, okay? Because I'm going to tell you now, the way we're going to do DMTs is I'm going to ask questions and y'all going to give your answers to those questions. Ooh. As well as you all will ask questions as well, right? So do we feel like, see, it's exchange, it's exchange, it's exchange, okay? But I really want to encourage, like, these safe spaces, right, where we'll be able to talk, we'll be able to, like, put, say our point of views. People can disagree. Don't be a dick. You know, and that's really the key. It's like, you know, I hate when on Instagram people feel like they have to disagree. Like, you can disagree with someone and not add, and that's why you ain't got to admit. Like, you're like, why... <laughs> Why you got to do all that? <laughs> like, so, you know, that I want, I, w I just want to first and foremost acknowledge that as the energy that's in here. All right. Now, as with any show I do, I want to make sure we have a communal space. So please turn the person to your right and your left and say hello, say your name and let everybody know who's in the room. <laughs> all right. Everybody cool. Everybody best friends now. All right. <clears throat> so. Ooh, what happened? Because <laughs> that was a cackle. Oh, wow. Namaste. So whenever we do the podcast in real life, the way that we end up coming up with the topics is literally like my engineer and my producer show up. Rebecca and Brendan are not here today, but the next time... <laughs> I can't wait to tell Rebecca that y'all were like, ah, she's gonna be like, oh my God, really? <laughs> so, because Rebecca's like Charlie's Angels right now, right? Like she's like the phantom voice. You're just like, who is this bitch? Um, so whenever we do the podcast, the way we come up with the topic is we literally just come up with it on the spot. Like we show up, they come to the house and we're like, what are we gonna do? And we do it based on my mood. like. You know, there's been times where, like, I've been really in it right then. And there, she's like, you know, I, I know that you're really in this. Um, I think maybe we should do that topic maybe next week <laughs> when your emotions aren't as tethered to the topic. I'm like, true, 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 true. So I wanted to simultaneously make tonight, like, some parts as close to how we do it on the show, and I mean in the recording, and some parts like, of course, just unique to the live space. So I figured the way we do it when we do it in the house is we pick it on the spot, so why not do that here? Right. Because I want y'all to see like how this bitch work, brain work really worked that way, don't it? So 
Y'all put your suggestions in this fish tank. And so we're going to pull them out. And essentially, you all will be my Brendan and Rebecca. And I'll know from your response if that's the one we should go with. Okay? He's over here with some popcorn. Okay, Michael Jackson. <laughs> okay. Side effects of being the only black person in a social setting. So we'll put that aside. Because sometimes I have to think about, like, can we go a full distance with this? So I'm going to put that, I'm going to put that on the side, and then we'll, like, narrow, okay? We like that? All right. <laughs> I don't know much on this topic, but... Side effects of dating white people. It's a good one. It's a good one. Ooh. Ooh. Side effects of insecure men. I think. I think this might be it. Is this the one? The guys are like, no. Why you brought me here? <laughs> Welcome to Small Doses, Side Effects of Insecure Men. So later in the show, I have a surprise guest for our People I Like segment. Now, just so you know, for those who are coming to the show who have never listened to the podcast, People I Like is a segment where I either talk about someone I like or I interview someone I like. Literally, the only uh, requirement to be in that segment is I have to like you. Okay? And I created that because, like, so many times you're on a show, you do a show, and, like, it just becomes where people want a celebrity or, you know, like there has to be somebody that fits the topic or whatever, whatever. And it's like, I just don't want to have to think that hard. And I'm just like, can I just have people I like? Can I just interview people I like? Because then I get emails from people and they'll be like, you know, so-and-so is a renowned da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know them, no. So it's a very easy way to be like, I don't know them. They can't come in my house. Um, I'm a cancer. It's very serious. So, the topic tonight is insecure men. Side effects of insecure men. I will say this. I think that in even addressing insecure men, like, we have to make sure that we're coming from a compassionate place than a judgmental place. Now, of course, there are times where anybody's insecurity is going to make you feel like, are you fucking kidding me? But the only way to really, like, attack this topic and to talk about this topic, I think, is from a mindset of, like, not just like how you manage or how you deal or interact with insecure men, but also how we create a society that does a better job at eradicating the insecurities that we see the most in men. I feel like that's a common thing. And I feel like one of the things that we see for the most part in insecure men is this idea of like, I have to provide, I have to provide, I have to provide financially. And 
If I cannot provide financially, I'm like nothing. I'm I'm no good. Then there's this other thing, like I have to be like this most sexually prowessful man of all time. And it's like, okay, but like there's ways in which to do that that may not necessarily be like the most traditional way. And I think there's also just the idea of like jealousy, right? And like how that ends up entering into the space when you're dealing with someone insecure. And then the other conversation is like, what is too much insecurity? Because everybody has insecurities, right? And I think that we're at, a, we're at a point where, like, gender is definitely becoming, like, a lot more fluid and the conversation around gender roles is definitely shifting. But when it boils down to it, like, especially if you date, like, cis hetero men, there's just certain shit that, like, ain't shaking yet. Like, it's just still locked in. It's still there. It's still a problem. And it's about how do you manage that, but also, like, how do you not let that how do you not how do you not let managing that become <laughs> how do you not let managing that become the relationship versus being in the relationship mm. I think it's time for us to get into our first segment Jam dropping Jam dropping Jam dropping Oh, this is like really fun. Oh my God. <laughs> Y'all really hit me with the. <laughs> if I ever had Rick Ross on the show, he's going to be impressed. <laughs> so I guess today's gem drop in, we have to fi- find two words to compare that are pretty close. And I think that we have to consider the difference between somebody who is insecure and somebody who is feel free to throw out words like price is right (laughs) Mm, manipulative narcissistic passive aggressive (laughs) I think we found it okay insecure versus ain't shit So when somebody is when somebody is insecure, <clears throat> when somebody is insecure, they're dealing with things that they have not found confidence in. Hold on, I need to sip. <clears throat> oh my god, where did my voice go? I think I just lost my voice, y'all. Bear with me. I don't know where it went. You saw it. It was here. It got insecure. <laughs> it just went away. In my lower register. I'm going to draw a dog down here. Um, when someone lacks confidence. <laughs> wow, my voice is really gone. <clears throat> That's it. It's just gone. Shit. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. Who wants to talk about insecurity? Who feels like they can talk about insecurity? Eternity, come to this mic right here. Now don't talk for an eternity. Okay, and then who wants to talk about ain't shit? You got ain't shit? Okay, so you come up here. 
Your name, sis? My Eternity. Name is Eternity. Leo Rising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> it's better this way. <laughs> so Eternity, speak to us about insecurity. Um, well, I would say, first off, I think that all of us face our own insecurities. And I think that um, in the case of insecure men, maybe it could be the case that he has valid um, reasons to be insecure. It's just the way that he projects those and makes it now your responsibility. So I think that it becomes a burden for the relationship when someone is telling you, now help me deal with my my shit. Because I know Amanda is a strong advocate for therapy, and that's one way to work out your insecurities. So a man who's insecure ultimately is someone who's also irresponsible because they're not taking it upon themselves. Well, I'm going to ask you to, because he's going to talk about ain't shit. Okay. So I want us to make sure that we bifurcate and make sure that we have one side that is reasonable and one side that speaks to something that's no bueno because the reality is some of us do have insecurities but what is it like when we have insecurities and we're dealing with them in a healthy way Okay, so uh, I can only speak on my experience, and I love that Amanda is always saying that in her own podcast. Like, she's only speaking from her experience, and that's that, and we don't have to agree, you know what I'm saying? But, like, uh, I'm not... (laughs) But I'm not not an insecure man, but... um... I can be an insecure person, and I think that ways that um, I am insecure that are reasonable is I have my own insecurities, and if I can express those to you and um, ask you, hey, can you be patient with me or you know, bring them up so we can talk through them? Because maybe I'm insecure about something that my partner doesn't have a problem with or actually adores about me or something like that. Then in that case, we can actually work f- through it. But if you're, um, ins- well, I guess we'll get to that. <laughs> so, Leo Rising, <laughs> can you speak to us about ancient? There we go. An insecure person has the autonomy to say to you, "I am insecure," and you don't actually have to do anything with it. Mm. An ancient person is going to list the reason as to what about you makes them feel insecure Mm. and then have the audacity to then blame it on your friends, your mother, your, your parenting. And then if should you ask about, well, what about your mama? (laughs) Or that time when the abuse happens, the the volatile, the verbal violence, physical violence. Mm-hmm. It's an ancient person does everything in their ability to make it about you, uh, to make it about somebody off of them, and then sabotage your character outside of your relationship with just them. They then come after the environment you share, the people you share. An ancient person then also controls. Did you just take a selfie and not include me? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That wasn't an ancient moment for either of us, but I was... I was going to ta- tag you as ain't shit. I'm sorry. No. No, no, no I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and, and do you know, we can, we can really rip on ain't shit people. It's easier. We can all have compassion for an insecure person that mm-hmm. asks us to 
that asked this moment to be a shared mirror, but an ancient person's like, you're the platform on which I will take a shit about my life. And it doesn't matter how you showed up for me. What matters in this moment is I'm mad. I'm gonna mm-hmm. use these narcissistic traits. I'm gonna use this, this vicious tongue. I'm gonna repeat the abuse cycle. And then I'm gonna ask you to love me after it like nothing yes. matters. Wow. I'm triggered. Wow. <laughs> Destiny. Eternity. Eternity. Etern- <laughs> Ashe. <laughs> Eternity. In response to his definition of ancient, can you help give us just a little bit more color to insecurity as it relates to that? Um, so I would say ultimately when you are an insecure partner or insecure man, I think that is your, your own responsibility to address what is your insecurity, express that to your partner and come with ways that you're going to try to address this actual insecurity, ways that you plan to work on it, Mm -hmm. ways your partner can potentially uh, at least be patient with you, but not necessarily make that insecurity also your partner's. Mm -hmm. It can't be something that's shared or joint, but something that is a mutual understanding instead. Give it up for eternity. Leo Rising, can you sum up Ain't Shit to close us out? Ain't Shit needs more summation. It needs more. I just want a final. I want to encourage everyone in the audience that was present for the Ain't Shit soliloquy to consider the fact that your compassion doesn't have to extend past you knowing their name and praying for them silently. (laughs) There There might be... Amanda, that just might be it. That's all you might be able to do for that person that ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be your dharma because you can't, the moment you tell someone you need therapy, you're not their friend anymore. That's not, that's not our job to tell someone they need their, they awaken to that. Mm-hmm. So when you know someone ain't shit and to be a harmonious person the way this woman has, has activated a lot of us to be a little more harmonious but also not take shit. Mm. You kind of just got to know whatever your conviction is with source, be there, be grounded in it, be elevated in it. Mm -hmm. And just pray that you stop believing that person is going to continually be ain't shit because somebody in their life hasn't done that yet. Mm. That was good. Give it up for Leo Rising and Eternity. voice returns. There it goes. That was me. I told you this would be a night of exploration. Um, Yeah, I think that we have to really just understand that like other people's insecurities ain't our problem. And when someone tries to make your insecurity or make their insecurity your problem, they just shouldn't necessarily be in your space in the same way. And I think that's like a really easy thing to say when we're like sitting here and talking about it like rhetorically because the other part of it is like, I don't know about y'all, but I am the um, client and player president of the Save a Wounded Bird Foundation. (laughs) Shout out to all my fellow constituencies, um, my fellow members. But so, you know, sometimes like 
when someone is expressing their insecurity, like you feel like, oh, like I can be a safe haven for this, you know? Like I can be a healer for this. Someone over there is like, ugh, don't. <laughs> she was like, I don't want anybody to see me. Um, I, you know, I want to be a safe haven for this. And it's, it's like, and sometimes we can trick ourselves into thinking like, by doing that, we're being compassionate, we're being empathetic, we're being, um, we're being pious, you know, we're being, we're being part of the social, you know, of the, we're signing a social contract with the world that says like, I'm a good person, but I've done that. And I've done it over and over and over again. And the end of the, at the end of the day, every time you do it, they end up resenting you. Because they know that that shit was not okay. And they don't respect you because you let them do it to you. So there might be a nice little like wave in there where, oh. There might be a nice little wave in there. There might be a nice little wave in there where they're like, you know, appreciative or, you know, they feel like safe. But I think that a lot of times we come to realize like it's a wave because once it hits the shore, it's going to crash and you're going to be there with it. So I feel like the best thing you can do is, you know, respect someone's insecurity, but say like, I respect that that's your shit. And I also respect you enough for you to handle your shit. Let's get into our next segment. TMT. We're serving it. I'm just picturing y'all in your cars. Like, we're serving it. So, I want to do DMTs in two different ways. I want to ask y'all questions, and I want y'all to ask questions. So when I ask a question, we got two mics. And if you have an answer for that question, come on up. If you feel like you have a question that you want to ask, get it ready in your head so that when we get to that part, you'll be able to come up to the mic, okay? My first question is this. When dealing with a man who is insecure, how do you stay with them without feeling like you have to cure their insecurity? Come on up, baby. Uh, well, I think it takes, I think, hi, my name's Erica. Hi, Erica. Hi, everyone. Um, I think it takes uh, practice. And, you know, I've never been in a relationship, but I just know just from relationships in general that it's not always uh, easy, you know, to, like, uh, uh, stand up for yourself, you know? So I think it just takes practice, you know, or, or to uh, let someone... It's not easy to let someone, like, figure it out themselves when you're, like, a, a witness to their lives. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like sitting on your hands. You know what I mean? It's really hard. It's like white-knuckling it, you know? Um, but anyway, so I just is think Is that why you have decided not to be in a relationship? I don't know why this is my journey. You just journey. don't fuck with it? I don't know why this is my journey. I don't really? Know. I don't know why. So you don't feel like it was a choice? It's just been the journey? Yeah, it's not. I mean, I'm sure my friends might say, you know, Erica. <laughs> oh, we know why it's a journey. You know, you have issues or whatever, but uh, you're probably, 
putting it out, they talk like that. You're probably putting it out into the universe. You know what I mean? You're probably manifesting this in your life, you know, in some way, Erica. And I probably am, but I'm just not aware enough to know how I'm doing that. Do your thing. You ain't missing nothing. (laughs) Erica makes a valid point, though. It's like it can be really hard to just watch somebody in their shit and, like, let them. Um, I don't know about any of y'all, but if you're a type A personality, that's almost impossible because a lot of times you're also, like, looking at someone's insecurity especially with a man like you're looking at a man's insecurity and because you don't live in their existence it's a lot easier to be like oh I know exactly what you got to (laughs) do and if you would just listen to me I mean I could change your whole life (laughs) but then you're but then part of the insecurity is like "Ah, I'm not sure enough to even like listen to you enough to like apply it you know, and that's the, that's the conundrum with insecurity of anybody, right? Is they simultaneously, like, don't believe and believe at the same time, right? So, like, you can have an insecurity about, like, your feet or whatever, right? So you could be like, damn, like, I'm just really insecure about showing my feet. Like, I just feel like they're, they're just not cute. But then at the same time, you're just like, but, I mean, they're also just feet, though. But like you, it's because it becomes like a psychosis, you know, like you just can't get your wrap around it. And I think that with a lot of male insecurities, though, so much of it is driven by like societal shit that supports it, that it's like, even if someone can say like, I'm more than just my ability to provide for a woman, it's still like, yeah, but everybody else over here is like, yeah, but nigga, you ain't shit. Um, and so you're just like, I guess I, I guess I'm not. And so it takes like a real actual like break it, it takes like some type of like psych like psychological break or some like almost like monumental moment a lot of times it feels to like actually like tip the scale do you have any input on this I do. oh yes you do um i'm mainly just gonna talk about my experience what is your name my name is kim <laughs> um the way that I deal with it is I create my own reality. And not like, you know, I'm just a crazy person and my reality is over here and his is over here. It's I focus on my own needs. I don't like if that, you know, if there's a moment where of insecurity, I do not take that shit in. I just don't take it in. I found a way to do that and exist. Um, I rely on my girlfriends which, I mean, damn it, without each other, child, I do not even know. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. I mean, travel. And we are at a small doses show, so I'm not gonna sing that without singing. We are living single. Oh no, you're not done. You're not done. We're just having a music break. 
Whenever it's time to fight, you gotta talk to your homegirls and to your true blue. We are. What you want, girlfriend, because it's your turn. <laughs> As you were saying. Um, I mean, that was basically it. <laughs> I mean, I was just saying Ooh, that. in that a 2000s kind of world, you're glad you've got your girls. Yeah, I mean, that's what's allowed me, and my mom, it's just allowed me to exist and not lose myself in that person's insecurity. It's, you know, I know who I am, and, and I'm focusing a lot on, like, right now in my life and the things that make me happy and that um, bring me joy. And I was reading your book, Small Doses. And... <laughs> And it's really been giving me like, yeah, you know what? I like to do that. I want to do that. And I like to do that instead of like, I can't really focus on the one thing. So I've decided that I'm just going to do what brings me joy and see what happens as a result of it. Maybe I will then narrow down to one specific thing or two specific things. But it's about like now I'm like exploring. You think about like, you know, I'm 52 years old and you think about like. And I don't appreciate you lying to us. Where, like where? When I tell you black, don't crack. Sylvia <laughs> telling us you fit it too. So I feel like I'm kind of starting over my life. You're like, you know. You're eat, pray, like, loving. I'm what? You're eat, pray, I'm loving. I'm eat, pray, loving. Yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you better eat, pray, love, girl. I'm, that's what I'm doing right Your now. name was Kim? Yeah. Give it up for Kim, y'all. So we got one more on this topic. Hi. Hello. My name is Devin. Hello, Devin. Hi. Devin is an Oxima model, clearly. Oh, Jesus. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm dying. Oh <laughs> um, so I have had the experience of being with an ancient nigga and being... <laughs> The head wrapped through me. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Continue, please. Oh my God, I'm dead. Okay. So I've had the experience of being with an ancient nigga and I'm so blessed to be with... I got a ding. Okay. Um, I'm so blessed to be in a healthy relationship and I feel like you know, we're all human and we all have insecurities. And as long as you're operating on that really healthy plane that you were talking about, that duality of identifying your insecurities and knowing at the end of the day they're completely irrational. I feel like what it comes down to is communication. And I feel like so much bonding comes with openly disclosing your insecurities with your partner. And you, you, are, you, do, you are met with those pleasant surprises of, oh, I find that adorable about you, um, like Eternity said. And there are also those moments of, it just really humanizes the yeah. other person. And it allows you to operate on this completely vulnerable place of just being honest and nurturing one another to move away from that and to be at peace with that. 
Which I I feel like at this point, the word that you said that really like hit me with the, uh, was ancient nigga, but also, (laughs) but also vulnerable, right? Because I think we're speaking about specifically like men and their insecurities, like vulnerable is like a trigger word, right? Like, especially in our just Western society, well, no, just in society, like vulnerability and men are two things that kind of just never really get married together, right? A lot of times they can, it, it can be misinterpreted as weakness. Um, you know, like even just the concept of being emotional means like, oh, like I'm out of control, you know, or even like being juxtaposed is like, I remember telling a dude like, he was like, you know, I just feel like she on some girly shit. And I took that as like, oh, his friend is being emotional, which I don't feel is a bad thing. And I was like, well, sometimes you be on some girly shit. And he was like, <gasps> and hung up the phone. I mean, he was just livid. And I was like, what the fuck is the issue? And he was like, because it feels like you're trying to tell me I'm a bitch ass nigga. And I was like, is that what you got from that? But insecurity. And the vulnerable part is I think when we talk about like trying to create these safe spaces, it's like trying to figure out like how do you create a safe space for someone to feel vulnerable enough to they, where they can share their insecurities without feeling like you have to demean yourself in order to get to that safe space. You know, because sometimes I feel like that ends up kind of being what the other, for an ancient person, it's like they need you to in, to enter your insecurities they need you you to like demean yourself or you to lessen yourself for them to feel safe enough to show like a lesser part of themselves and that's a very dangerous place to go and it can be very like toxic because it ends up being kind of like a labyrinth that you go deeper and deeper and deeper into so i think it's really beautiful that you're in a healthy relationship enough where you all feel safe enough to be like this is a thing that's bothering me and you know, this is a thing that I have an insecurity about. And I've had a situation, though, where, like, the person will say that, but then it's almost like they were in a haze of lucidity, you know? And then, like, whether that's because of liquor or just because, like, the mood they're in or lack of sleep, but then let them come back to their whole nigga self. And it's like, I never said, like, what? I don't know. I ain't that. No, come on. Not her. You know? And you're like... <laughs> You're like, nigga, I was there, like you had said. <laughs> so, um, so I think though it's really, it's really great what you shared because that really is it. Like, men like will be finding the the strength to be willing to show your vulnerable selves. And I think that there's been a real common societal standard that says like women are emotional, right? So like we've just kind of gotten a lot more free reign to just be out here like, fuck these niggas. And <laughs> And and also, like, to be expressive about, like, it's almost, like, cute, I think, to some men when we're just like, oh, like, I just, you know, I just feel like, like, my titties are just, like, not what I want them to be, you know? <laughs> you know, like, I think my ex used to really love being able to be like, I love your booty. And I'm like, my booty is non-existent at this point. And he'd be like, no, it's not, because look, it does this, and it does this, like, you know? But... <laughs> support um but with men it's like their expression of that is still looked at by 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 and large in society as you know 
a show of a chink in their armor or of some type of lessening of their ability to be the sturdy, strong person. And also, specifically with black men, it's literally like, it's like they've let a skeleton out the closet. You know, like, oh shit, now you know. And it's like, nigga, I knew. <laughs> I appreciate you finally saying it. Because now it's not a hidden thing that we got to tiptoe around. And it's just what it is. But, um, remind me of your name? I'm Devin. It's Devin. I was like, uh, divinity? Um, <laughs> but thank you, divinity, for your... In <laughs> Thank you, Devin. So next up, does someone have a question that you'd like me to answer now that my voice has come back? Shout out to y'all who like, I feel like you, you're wearing pink. Yes. I want that to be a thing, okay? So like every time we do small doses, like we wear pink, okay? Okay, I'm Hannah. Hey, hey, Hannah. <laughs> So we've kind of like kind of moved away from relationships just in general of like insecure and ancient people. So what happens when the ancient person is like your daddy? <laughs> I think anytime, I think anytime we're dealing with like just the topic of men and insecurity, there is always, it's a minefield, right? And so if it's your father, like, you know your relationship with your father more than any of us, right? So the question becomes, like, how does his insecurities impede the relationship that you want to have with your father? And I think that's really where the conversation kind of begins and ends, right? Because, like, for instance, like, my father ain't shit. Like, for, like, a number of reasons. Insecurity, I think, is probably the least of them all. Um, but I know that there's things that he's, like, insecure about, like, that end up showing up in such like glaring ways. But if I actually like liked him as a human, um, I would have made, I, I just don't. Um, I would have made it my effort to be more, um, more comforting of them because there are parents. Like my mom is my mom, you know, like, and I feel like I didn't really realize her insecurities until I got old enough to be able to like identify insecurities and even old enough to even identify like, oh, like you're not my parent. Like you're also like a person, right? Right. Cause when they're your parents, you're just like, you don't have insecurities. You have a job. Like, <laughs> you know, like we kind of right. just like True. they exist in a very clear compartment mm -hmm. um, unless you have a certain parental, like there's different parental relationships. But I think for the most part, the ideal is that as a kid, you kind of just want to see your parent as like just your parent. Like, I don't want to deal with your shit. I'm dealing with shit at school. Um, <laughs> but like then you get older and you realize like, oh, I was dealing with your shit this whole time. And now your shit is also my, my shit. shit. That's a fun corner to turn, isn't it? <laughs> I turned that corner last year. Real quick. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. There's a wall here. <laughs> and so I think in the topic of, like, you know, specifically, like, your, your dad and the insecurities, I think that in, in your best efforts, it ends up being just, like, how do, you, how do you not let these get in the way of the relationship you want to have with them? How do you... How do you make it more about like the conversation of how those have maybe shaped you 
And again, I'm only speaking from my personal experience, but I know like in speaking to my mother, like our conversations changed when it became less about like, you're like this and more about like, I'm like this because of this experience that you had that made you like this. And so it made the conversation come from more of a place of compassion versus a place of like accusation because it became more about like, I want to understand why I'm like this and I need to understand because I got, I, I know that I'm like this because of you. So we need to figure out why you're like this. And let's talk about that, you know? If you have West Indian parents, you'll get nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> because they're going to be like, what? I don't have any, I mean, I, I didn't exist before you came to Earth, so <laughs> I, I have no life that took place before you arrived. I mean, my mom tells me shit to this day that I'm like, how have I known you for 38 years and just found out that you were a bicycle racer in high school? <laughs> I found this out like two months ago. And it was said to me very casually. I remember when I was bicycle racing at Anglican High. Stop it. Cut it. Stop. Like, right. So I think that's it. You know, now it if you feel like his insecurities are what like are get what get in the way of you being able to like like him or you being able to interact with him or you being able to communicate with him. You know, the real, the real thing, and that's why I said, like, you know your father better than we do. It's like, it becomes like, is this somebody you can communicate with? He's not somebody you can communicate with. He ain't shit. He ain't shit. So then you just decide, like, what part of this do you want in your life, if at all? You know, and that's the, that's the meter of, of insecurity to ain't shit. Like, everybody's insecure, but some people's insecurities are being managed in an eight shit fashion that makes it impossible for you to interact with them in a real way. So it just ends up being you curating what part of them you really need to interact with. And if it's a parent, a lot of times it ends up being just like, I need to make sure you're alive. alive. You know, like, that's my job. That's, like, what I've signed up for. Like, you kept me alive. I'll keep you alive. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> we can converse over email. <laughs> but, so, I say that to say, like, it, whether it's your dad or your brother or mm -hmm. the man in your life, um, you, it always ends up coming down to, like, insecurities are these pesky, irrational thoughts that exist in rational ways. Mm. And, ooh. <laughs> Ever so often, it'd be like, -ca -ca -ca. Um, <laughs> that exists in rational ways. And the only way to truly manage them is communication. And if someone does not desire to communicate, then you have to let it do what it do. That's the technical term, do what it do. Do what it do. I'm, I'm taking notes. Thank you, Hannah. Did you have a question? I do have a question. Okay, I'm what Chris. is your name? I'm Chris. What's up, everybody? So we on the brothers talking about how niggas ain't shit, but there's also like ain't shit. No, I'm gonna say there's some ain't shit females. Like the topic today is men is insecure men. I understand. However, comma. I want to hear how you, I want to hear you make this relevant. I'm gonna make it relevant. I'm, we can say partners as a whole. Is that better? No, because the topic is insecure men. Okay, but my question comes because how do we? Because for example, I have insecurities, and I come. My mother's a therapist. And my father's a pastor, so oftentimes the, the way that we communicate is very open and honest. That's always been our thing is we have open, honest, respectful communication. I heard some of y'all ragging when I said pastor. I know. I respect your universe. No, that's a lot of levels. A therapist and a pastor in the same household. I mean, that's levels, baby. That's levels. Right. So the way that I that's communicate. That's Jesus and medicine. 
next levels. Like, it's deep. So, but the way that I communicate in relationships is very centered around that. So I'm going to speak to you in a way that I want to be spoken to. Just like, Can you give us an example? So, for example, when I get upset or, or dealing with my insecurities, because we were talking about how we don't take on others' insecurities, I like to, to voice my insecurities because I want you to understand that this point here in our relationship, I don't want it to be contentious. I want you to know and understand that this is why I feel this way, this is why it's based this way, and I need your help to better me while we better each other to get over this. So not a matter of, like, I need you to just feed me. Like, I, just, Chris, I know you feel like this way, but do it, do it, do it. their awareness. Exactly. I you want their you. grace. Exactly. To understand that this is coming from. that up for Chris. <laughs> okay. And but that's fair. It. That's fair. Because I don't feel that all the times are in some of the insecurities we have, we can actually move past them if we were to actually truly get down to the irrationality of them. And so, like I said, we get to those moments. That, but when you, I bring up your insecurity to say, hey, this is what's, what's going on. Or I feel this way. When, when this action occurs, I feel this way. Um, and you, well, what about it? first of all, nigga, the reason why, hold up, like, how did we get here when I'm being, well, because I'm going to tell you how, please, no, for, I'm genuinely asking, because... no, I'm going to tell you how, because that, I mean, because you're speaking from a male point of view, but like men do that too, um, and really that just ends up being like, a lot of us don't have that language that you were really lucky to have growing up. And a lot of us literally do not have coping mechanisms or conflict resolution skills, like in a very real way. So when you express your insecurity to somebody, a lot of times, if they don't have those two things, it can end up feeling like they're being attacked or like they're feeling like you're trying to say that they are not acknowledging you. And that feels like for some people, like, oh, like, how dare you try and like tell me I'm not looking out or tell me that I'm, you know, it just ends up feeling like an attack. And that's really why I've been, that's really why I want to do small doses and like start having conversations like this in real time, because for what it's worth, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. 25. So like you're from a generation that literally communication is just not a thing. Like in a real way, like your generation is not talking to each other in a verbal way. Like it takes so long at, I'm generalizing, but I've spoken to folks in your age group who say it takes so long to just like get on the phone. Like you're having to do so many conversations like through some type of social media medium. Then you get to a text medium. Then you might get to FaceTime. But it's like, I grew up where it was like, oh, you want to talk to me? You either see me or you call me. That, that's the only options, you know? Now it's like you're having to communicate in such shorthand you know, that it makes it hard. And also, you don't know someone's tone. So that's the other trippy part of it. It's like you're speaking to someone in a device that doesn't have tone. But if you're texting and you don't know the other person, you're texting in your voice, in your perception, right? So by the time you actually, like, get to speak to people in a real way, you're like, sometimes it's kind of like, oh, you sound like that. And I feel like, it's really great that you have those communication skills, but you know what? It's, it's a really frustrating role for you to be in because when you know how to do that, you have to understand that the most of the world does not know how to do that. So you're burdened. You're burdened because you end up having to be the bigger person. You end up... <laughs> You end up having to be the bigger person. You end up having to be the dragon slayer. You know, you kind of just end up having to be this, like, this Sherpa for people through to that space to me and remember this is i'm not an expert i'm just speaking from my own sense as a common sense specialist 
it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to abandon the scenario outright. I think the the real measure of knowing whether or not it's valuable is whether or not someone actually wants to learn those devices, wants to learn how to communicate in that way, wants, to, and if they're able to even acknowledge, like, yeah, that may have not been the best way to address that. So, like, this year, I had to learn that in real time. Like, I had a relationship this year that taught me in real time that like I did not have conflict resolution skills. That I come from a house of yellers and I be yelling. And I never took it as like necessarily destructive as much as it was just like a practice, right? The same way like I used to date a dude one time where like he would just immediately go to cursing. And, he, and, and, and I'd be like, yo, why are you cursing right now? And he's like, that's just how we talk. And like for him, like just immediately going to like, why the fuck wasn't a problem because he didn't feel like it was coming from a harsh place. But for someone like me, it was like, I'm not accustomed to that. Like my mama may have been yelling, but she wasn't cursing and yelling. So like I didn't have that in my mix. But as I grew, as I grew up this year, I realized like, oh, you need to learn a better like conflict resolution of how to like get your thoughts out, even if they're passionate, even if they're angry, even if they're even if they are definitely valid. If you take it there, it's no longer about what you were talking about anymore. It ends up being about something else, right? And so I've had to really learn that, and I feel like I've come like a long way, and I've really turned a major corner in just being able to articulate like. This is what I'm talking about, and this is how I feel about this. And is it already 9.07? Oh, my God. Okay, so we have to cancel this. Um, that was, no, we have to bring out our guest. Um, so I want you, though, to know that, like, I hope whoever is in a relationship with you, like, they're willing to receive that, and, but don't kill yourself trying to get them to receive it. You can't do it, you know what I mean? Like, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know your assets, you know your strengths that you bring to a relationship, you also gotta know your weaknesses, so you know, you know that that's a strength, and um, I hope that you talk to your brothers about that, because that's the thing. Men have to talk to other men. The same way white people gotta talk to other white people. Give it up for Chris. And now for People I Like. Please welcome to the stage tonight's guest for People I Like, the songstress extraordinaire, Miss Alice Smith. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yes, Alice Smith. So, you got a mic right there. I'm a mom. Um, can we just acknowledge the flawless beautiness of Alice Smith right quick? Fuck off. So, we're talking about insecure men. Um, first and foremost, can you please let us know about the album you just put out. Oh. <laughs> Hello? Hello. <laughs> How y'all doing? Okay. 
<clears throat> Me too. I put an album out. It's called Mystery. And uh, that's it. It's available <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that's, what, that's all I got to say. What else you want me to say about it? Because I think that... I think a lot thank of people... You for, thank you for that. No, because I think a lot of people are afraid to put music out. I think a lot of people, like, Ugh. you know, I know you in particular have been out here making music for a long time. And the frustrating part is that the game changed while you were making music, mm -hmm. like, substantially. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to know, just, like, in your own experience of, like, putting this album together, like, what made you decide it was time to put it out? And what made you feel like the records that you compiled on there were what you wanted to say? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> well, uh, talking well, to the mic, please. I made the album because, as a creative person, that's what you do. You create the shit, and then uh, you you do it. That's what you do. You do what you do. And that's what I do. So that's what I did, and then <laughs> and then and then um and then I you know I mean that's what you do. You make it. You put it out. And then, right? I mean, that's what you, I, I think. But was it? But, 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 but I'll, t I'll tell you. I, I, it's a definitely, somebody just asked me today, and it, it, the, the situation being the way it is in the music industry, it's a, it's a very um, vulnerable place to be to even more of a vulnerable place for a person like me to put music out because I, you know, I'm I'm me. Like I'm not like I'm not like I'm. I don't really fit into that shit. You're and an artist. I'm an artist, artist and which I just realized recently, <laughs> and I which I I wish I had known a long time ago because then I wouldn't keep you know banging my head up against some shit that really is not made for people like me, and I'm just not a system person, so I don't fit in the system, which is cool, and. Um, <laughs> Which makes me cooler than all the rest of those motherfuckers. <laughs> That's right. People I like. So we're talking about, um, so the album is available. The album is available anywhere you want to hear it, uh, digitally speaking. I hear that um, vinyls take a long time to make, which I will be doing. It takes like three months. Like it takes a long time, like maybe even a little bit more. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? In 2019, yes. I just feel like we figured out ways to do everything overnight. No, I mean maybe maybe somebody did, but I I mean I ain't met them people. <laughs> I ain't met them people. I ain't met them people. So tonight's topic is side effects of insecure men. Yeah. <laughs> insecure men get left. Speak on it. If you are a secure woman, and you come across an insecure man you tend to leave them because, and then you forget about them. Because I tell you, when they told me it was the insecure men, I was like, it took, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know any insecure men that I've ever been with. And then I said, well, it's gotta be somebody. And um, I really don't really remember uh, <laughs> being, being, being with somebody. Who, right. I, I, I might have, I might have been with a right. couple. They were secure in a particular area. <laughs> I might have been with a few, but I wasn't with them. What did fine... I hear you. 
What I, defines? I don't who they and I think this is something we actually like didn't do. What defines an insecure man? I mean, because everybody has everybody insecurities. has insecurities, but you know, I'm gonna offer up a definition. I think I have one. Yeah, get it. An insecure man is one whose life is led by their whose life is restrained by yeah. their insecurities. Yes, if you if you can't get around it, if you can't function in a relationship with a woman, certainly if you can't function if you're a man and you can't be with a woman, not I mean unless you don't want to be, but if you <laughs> if you can't handle the things that are coming out of a woman's mouth or the things that your woman does on her, in her day-to-day yeah. her life, then uh, yeah, that's a problem. Well, I think that it's just like, like I, I say in my book, small tr- small doses, potent truths for everyday use, now available in bookstores everywhere. Um, thank you. Yes. I say a revolutionary woman's love will not be won passively. No, you can't do it. I'm sorry, I mean to interrupt. No, please, I want you to interrupt. <laughs> but here's the thing: it kind of comes down to biology, right? Like if you if you're an alpha. <laughs> Hit him with it. And you know I'm an alpha type. So if you're an alpha and you want to get with an alpha and you're a woman, you want to be, you want to be with a man, you want to be with a man. You want to be with an alpha man. You don't want him to beat on you or talk bad to you or anything. That's not it. You just How do we want define to, an alpha man? You just, a man that does what he, what he need to do. I don't know. <laughs> a man that if you say, yo, you're fucking, you sound like a girl sometimes too, though. He should be able to be like, for sure. Don't say that shit again, but okay. <laughs> you know. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You want him to be able to handle it. And if you can't handle it, then, then you can't handle it. Oh, There's you know always what? that. I forgot to play this. That one time. <laughs> I don't... I, it's so yeah, true because I really... The, fr- the frustration of dealing with insecure men as like a cis hetero woman is just this feeling of like, I shouldn't intimidate you. Yeah, like, I don't, you this is like a real thing that ends up being like, yeah, this is a real can. narrative. Like you're intimidating, you're intimidating, you're intimidating, you're intimidating. And I'm just like, I'm really just out here getting mine, okay? The last dude I dated, uh, the last dude I was with in a like relationship, it started with us meeting somewhere uh, like at a museum and him being bold enough to across the room be like, that's your boyfriend? Right. That's, that's it, your, yeah. You that's like your boyfriend? That's and nice. me being like, no, this is absolutely not my boyfriend next to me. <laughs> no. And then, like, him, and then, and then him being like, come here. And I was like, you crazy. Um, and I said, come here. You come here. And he did not. And he ended up leaving the museum, and he said he stopped himself outside and was like, what are you doing? Like, if, if you keep on operating like this, you'll never get anything good in life. And he turned around and came back inside and asked me for my number. And, well, it's 2019. He asked me for my Instagram. And I was like, I'm 38. This is my number. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, he texted me that night. He texted me that night. It was like, you know, it was really nice meeting you. Um, you seem like a no-nonsense woman. And I said, it's not that I'm no-nonsense. It's that... I am grown and successful. And he replied back and said... And no nonsense. Right, well, that's why. Mm -hmm. And he replied back and said, nobody ever said no shit to me like that before. (laughs) 
But that's really where I live from. Like I live from a space of like I'm grown and I'm successful because of the work I have done. And like you're not gonna come and try and make me feel bad for standing on that in a strong way. But I feel like the struggle that I run into with men a lot of times is that like I like awaken insecurities that was like they didn't know. Oh, they I do that all the time, and then they they leave. They leave. They find a way. They find a way out. <laughs> they do. They find a way out. Cause I've had. I used to have it all the time until I was with whom I who I'm with. Uh, but it's like <laughs> it's, that's a whole nother. <laughs> Listen, it's all a bunch of, it's a bunch. It's all. It's a journey, all of it's it. It's all work. It's a whole bunch of work. And and everybody, obviously everybody has insecurities, but like, if you're not take, take, taking, if your insecurity is making you take, take, take all the time mm. and making me feel like I gotta give, give, give all the time, it's like. Yeah, and you're not replenishing. It's tiresome. You know, it's boring and gets tired and like. You know, it's just not sexy, man. <laughs> Listen, that part right there. It's not sexy. You don't want to get in the bed with a dude that you can feel like you got to be like, eh. <laughs> all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Sometimes you want to do that. You know, you're a woman. You want to nurture and be nurture soft. Nurture and, and give and all that and, and be up under somebody. But, you know, not if then you got to turn around and be like, like all the time all the time you want balance at the end of the day i mean i've literally i literally like I, like that same person like he was just like i thought i was that nigga till i met you like that's your pro that's a problem i know but this happens a lot like he was like yo like i legit thought shit was sweet i thought everything was copacetic and he was like and then i met you and it wasn't necessarily that it made him insecure as much as it made him realize like there's some shit that I should not feel good about that I'm feeling good about because other people have made me feel good about it yeah you know I still and I have work to do yes I have work to do and like I feel like you know I feel like I'm, I thought I was a complete person but it really was that I was just around people who were so incomplete that I was complete in comparison to them mm. and then mm. when you meet a complete person you're like fuck what is the who is this mm. and and so it makes it hard, like, especially because I feel like black women in particular are doing a lot of self-care work. Yeah, that's and true. And we're doing a lot of wellness work, like, in a way that we kind of weren't before. I feel like everybody has a friend who just has Palsanto on hand. Um, everyone has a friend who's just got multiple crystals. Like, I said to my homegirl the other day, I was like, I need you to pull out some crystals for me because I'm, and I, gave, I told her what was going on. I was joking. <laughs> Yeah. Five seconds later, a text arrived with three crystals and was like, okay, so this is. And she, that's you. You're the, you're the crystal friend. I'm mm. a full crystal. I didn't even know that. Oh. Where are my crystals at? My house. <laughs> Listen, I think that it's just, you know, there's a work that, w that black women are doing that like we really just want black men to start doing so that we can get past these insecurities. That I think that there are a lot of black men in particular who really are letting insecurity get in the way of being able to be with women, whether it be black women or women of any kind. Like in a, in like a specific cultural way, there is just a cultural thing that's happening that's like really stalling black women out from their advancement and it's like, I talk about it in my book, Small Doses, Potent Truths for Everyday Use, now available in bookstores everywhere. Um, just the fact that we want, as a black woman who dates, a, like I, 
I end up dating brothers all the time. And it's like, we just want y'all to start doing the work that's different than just going to work. Yes. Because we are going to work now too. Yeah. So like, Everybody's I don't need, working. you know that what I'm saying? Like we're enough. all working now. So like, that's not, I don't place my value system on simply that anymore. You know, like sure you can pay all my bills, but can we have like an emotionally open conversation? Like, cause I don't need you to pay all my bills, yeah. but I definitely need you to be able to talk to me about the fact that I just got kicked out of an Emmy party. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I need to be able, <laughs> that's what I need to be able to do. Like, that's something that is more valuable to me than you buying me a Gucci bag. Like, cause I could buy myself a Gucci bag, baby. Like, I, like that's, but I know that like we as women also, like if you're dating cis hetero men, you need to be more demanding of this. And Alice said something backstage, it was really real. She was like, yo, it's time to start setting expectations and standards astronomical. so far it's like it's like shoot for the stars and land on the moon exactly <laughs> like type of shit or what is it shoot for the moon and li- if you're lucky you land on the stars it's something in that vein I didn't do that okay but if I had it to do it again mm-hmm. I would do that yeah I would <laughs> I would do that I would be like uh-uh and I would always always be like no I'm not, I don't do this. I don't stand for this. I'm going to need you to sit right here. I'm going to need you to do it just like this. I'm going to, I would do, I would be, I would try, I would try it. I would try that shit because I think those women, they got, they be getting, it's true. They do. It's unbelievable. You know what ends up happening now? You're like, no. start out that way. It's unsustainable. But it's how sustainable, but how sustainable is it then? Think about it like this. When you go into it and you're giving and you're loving and you're gentle and you're kind and you're just amenable, amenable, not in the way, not asking for too much, not stressing, not tripping. How do you sustain that? I used to sustain that when it's like. Because shit gonna get real. But how did you drop your shit right in the front door? What are you fucking doing? And those girls, there's women that don't get down like that. They literally don't get down. They just don't. And then they get everything. Everything is cool. But they don't want to have sex with those guys. So that's another another thing. That's what I said. Because what happens is like, I'm that person until the dick touched the whore. And then I'm like, (laughs) well, you know, so it's like, to me, it's also like sustaining that. You got to just be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, do set your goals higher. So that's what we at. That's where we're at. Sorry. Yeah, Be yourself. That... Set your goals higher. Yeah. And that goes to also the men who are listening and who are here that are dealing with insecurities. Like, you got to set your goals higher. So I feel like there's a lot of men that I know that have very low standards for themselves. Like, and it's because I don't know if they're just like, they don't want to challenge themselves or they're worried they won't meet. You feel like that's you? Do you want to chime in on why? Because you you had a testimonial response just now. <laughs> he literally went. <laughs> <laughs> sure, um, Darius. Nice to Hello, meet you. Hello, Darius. Hi, Darius. Hi. Um, but no, yes, I was saying that is definitely a a, a, a part of the category. I, I think out of everything is just. Um, especially if you're talking about cis hetero men. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> you can uh, it's like they have these blinders on 
Um, so they don't have access or they like to think that they don't have access to um, to the vision and to the knowledge that they are being receiving by their other woke counterparts. Um, so that, therefore. <clears throat> Take your time. Thank you. <laughs> Therefore, when they receive, like, uh, actually have a chance to see that knowledge, um, they can be scared of it. Um, so you can either lean into it or lean out of it. Um, so a lot of them lean out. And yeah. we live in a society that actually props up that type of... Um, mm, yeah. Uh, that um, it props up... It will, it, that type it, of it, response. Yes. And um, especially, and I, like, for <laughs> capitalism. But anyway... <laughs> Well, I think there's something to be said for what you said about like, you know, that that when they take in that knowledge, like they don't want to receive it. And the interesting thing about that is that like if we consider knowledge being power, right? Yes. Like mm -hmm. some people run from power because with great power comes great responsibility in the immortal words of, you know, Peter Parker's uncle. Um, <laughs> Peter Parker. You know, this, this is true. So I think that there's, it's so funny because people think that quote is like, John F. Kennedy, and it's like, mm. no, that's Spider-Man's Spider uncle. Spider-Man's uncle. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. <laughs> it's just, but I think there's, there is, there is something so real about the fact that like the blinders and this feeling of like, I don't want to take that in because then once I receive that, I, now I know it. And once I know better, I got to do better. You can't unwake it's yourself. more work. Ever. You know, yeah. and it's the more work. And so I've been trying to really figure out like how to just be more vocal and more encouraging of like, that that doesn't make things harder for you. It makes things better for you, you know? And that's the hardest part. It's like- Easier. Easier, like it's just, it's just like trying to talk a nigga into eating pussy, okay? Like, <laughs> let me tell you, just so you know, that the best way to, to, to do this is like, <laughs> it makes the sex better for several reasons. One, the person will stay, she will stay wet longer, like for real, it's a fact. And two, once you nut, you constrict. So it's also gonna be tighter for you. So this is all a win-win conversation. <laughs> like, if I run for office, I'm running on a platform of like social reform and pussy eating. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna Thank work. Thank you, Darius. Thank you, Darius. But it's the work, you know? Yeah, it's gonna work. And I think that's really what it ends up becoming. Like, how do you, for, how do you, how do you formulate the work in a way that, that is enticing to a group of people that are told year in and year out that they don't really have to do work, you know? <laughs> but when it comes to men with insecurities, I think that the, the bottom line is just really trying to let all y'all know, like, there's an even, the, the, the playing field can be evened out here. It's on y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like women, I feel like we got, a, we got a short end of the stick in majority of the ways, but in terms of emotional intelligence, intelligence, like we've just had more practice. That's annoying though, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, it, I know we were probably winding down, but that's so, that's where, that's a fucking blower. <laughs> that blows, that's that where you're like, you always have to be the bigger person and you always gotta be like, Okay, 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 it's cool, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of those other people. Like, I'm just not gonna do that. I don't wanna live like that. But that's a blower. It's a blower. you really be wanting to cuss people out all the time. My nigga. My nigga. Like, in a real, real way. Like, really bad, like, you really wanna call, I, I really, 
I really have to hold it. I bite it. And I have an aunt that says, you know, sometimes you got to bite it till it bleeds. Sometimes you got to bite it. And, you know, I, I've, 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 not till it bled, but I've, <laughs> but once I start to feel like I can't say what I need to say, yeah. because at a certain point, that's just how I feel. Like, you're being a fucking bitch right now. Like, why are you acting like that? That just doesn't make any fucking sense. But you can't say that. You can't say that. My friend Zainab Johnson, who's a comedian, we were walking the canyon once, and she said to me, you know, Amanda, I'm about balance. That's what I'm about. And um, I don't want to be the nigga in a relationship. <laughs> However. However. If I'm with a dude, and he being a bitch, I got no choice other than to be the nigga in their relationship. <laughs> no choice. The last dose. But the truth is, there really is no, like, this person's being a bitch, and this person's being that. Like, let's just all be human, and, and like, be compassionate, and what's going to require it's gonna require men to be way more conscious of the fact that like somebody is being compassionate with your insecurities. Yes, that's it. And so knowing that, knowing that, you know, exercise some grace, but also exercise some action towards taking the burden off of that other person by showing that you are making concerted efforts towards working on yourself. And that doesn't mean doing that with your partner. That means doing that with yourself, whether it's meditation, whether it's therapy, whether it's talking to your friends, et cetera. Take the work outside of the home sometime. Take the work outside. And that's not just like your partner, like that's a parent, you know, that's your, just take the work outside of your relationships. Because don't nobody got time to be fixing everybody else, okay? We all got to really just remember that when we work on ourselves and we become more secure in ourselves, we create stronger foundations to build real shit on. And that is our first ever live episode of Small Doses. Give it up for our guest, Alice Smith. And we are going to go next door and sign books and buy books and all that shit. Take pictures of us. <laughs> Thank y'all. Good night. Not, not the one. But I'm not the one. Nope. It's all fun and games till things get crazy. Baby, I am not for play. Pay attention when I say this. Come sideways. Star Games Audio. A podcast. <clears throat> A podcast network.